Welcome to our time of prayer and reflection on Sunday the 15th of August, the 11th Sunday after Trinity. Let us pray. O Lord, open our lips and our mouths shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and shall be forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Let us with a gladsome mind praise the Lord, for he is kind.
reading from Proverbs chapter 9, verses 1 to 6. Wisdom has built her house, she has hewn her seven pillars, she has slaughtered her animals, she has mixed her wine, she has also set her table, she has set, sent out her servant girls, she calls from the highest places in the town, you that are simple, turn in here. To those without sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed, lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. This is the word of the Lord. And now some verses from Psalm 34. Fear the Lord, all you his holy ones, for those who fear him lack nothing. Lions may lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack nothing that is good. Come, my children, and listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is there who delights in life and longs for days to enjoy good things? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from lying words. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Amen. And now a reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 51 to 58. Jesus said, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In a rapidly warming world, wisdom has built her house. Talk for the 11th Sunday after Trinity. Wisdom has built her house. She calls us, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live and walk in the way of insight. In a rapidly warming world, wisdom has built her house. In these very moments of our receiving the sobering news of the intergovernmental report confirming the widespread and unprecedented changes to the climate that are unequivocally the result of human actions, wisdom has built her house. In those very places where extreme weather is worsening, where temperatures are rising, where storms, heat waves, droughts and floods increase and sea levels rise, in this very world right now, Wisdom has built her house. If you are wondering how we can find a way through these times, to whom can we and the coming generations turn for direction, then scripture reassures us as the offer of the gift of wisdom. 
If we step away from the noise of the news and social media, reducing discussion of this most vital of topics to an opposition between the deniers and the doomsters, those who refuse to believe what is plainly before us, and those who can see in this nothing but destruction for humankind, if we step away from this in search of a deeper, kinder, hopeful, practical wisdom, then we will be assured that wisdom can be found. She has made her home among us, and she has an open door. Many seeking wisdom in a time of climate change are finding it in the indigenous peoples of the earth, those who, despite centuries of political, social and ecological upheavals, have maintained their deep ancient relationships with their historic lands and waters. The conservation biologist Gleb Ray Gorodetsky, after two decades of work with indigenous peoples worldwide, finds wisdom in these peoples' sort of intimate spiritual relationship with the land, with the planet, a more holistic way of relating to the land, the animals, and our place in this planet. Likewise, Christian aid are finding wisdom in the words of partners and theologians from the global south, publishing a paper on a global theology of climate change featuring voices including that of Uruguayan Guillermo Kerber. He believes that climate change is an urgent question of justice and that it is about our three-way relationship with God, the vulnerable ones of the earth and the earth itself. He says together with the cry of the poor, People, and Christians in particular, should listen to the cry, the groaning of the earth, and respond effectively. Wisdom may be found when we open our hearts, minds, and ears to God, in prayer and together seeking understanding of the scriptures, to the poor, by listening to what those voices from the south have to say about our world, its patterns and systems, and our relationships within them and to the earth itself by understanding the deep web of connections between flora and fauna and our place, our roles within that. This brings me to someone closer to home, to whom I often turn for practical and spiritual wisdom, Alistair McIntosh, who describes himself as a human ecologist, studying the relationships between the natural environment and the social environment. Macintosh says that to do human ecology, like doing theology, is to pull on a tangled ball of string. You cannot unravel one loop until you've understood the network of connections. This requires a deepening of spiritual vision. Science gives outer sight, but spirituality complements this with insight, he says. Macintosh's search for wisdom embraces all kinds of spiritual practices and traditions, but is firmly rooted in his upbringing in the traditions and time-honoured ways of life on the Isle of Lewis. In his current book, Riders on the Storm, he addresses the global themes of climate change by taking a walk along the shore of his home village of Lurbost to closely observe how the relationships between people and nature have shaped that particular landscape and how they are now changing. 
a deep conversation arises on the Lerbost shore, enriched all the more by the companions he has invited on that walk, a delegation of visitors from Papua New Guinea. This causes me to think that if we are seeking wisdom's house in our place, then our place is the best place to begin. To rightly assume that wisdom has built her house on our particular patch of land, Whilst we may, and we must, learn a lot from the world's indigenous peoples and those of the global south, we must also be confident that we can find the wisdom we need for this time of climate change in our own indigenous ways, in the old ways in which we have related to our own soil and to each other, those traditional practices on the land and in the home which may have been eclipsed in recent decades by industrial agricultural practices and all the fripperies and distractions of the consumer boom but which we still value, making do and mending as an antidote to consuming and discarding, collaborating as community as an antidote to ploughing on alone. Through a fatal misreading of the Genesis story, Christianity has often justified the ravaging of the earth by presenting it as God's gift to humankind for us to dominate and exploit. But within our scriptures, there is also the wisdom tradition found in the books of Proverbs, Job, the Song of Songs and Ecclesiastes, which are about everyday life, about how to keep going. The wisdom tradition in scripture focuses on things like misbehaving children and mischievous mischievous gossip. It's about chronic illness and how to cope with it. It's about keeping your temper and keeping to time. It's about the perils of making money and the joys of making love. It is obviously and immediately relevant to the concerns of ordinary people. Where has wisdom built her house? Here where our everyday duties meet the life of faith. Wisdom has built her house here, in our world of work and of getting on with other people. Wisdom has built her house here, as we draw on our experiences of life in nature and our life in this land. Wisdom has built her house here, as we recall the instructions our forebears gave us as to how to live our lives in tandem with nature and its ways. And finally, Wisdom has built a house right here in this very place of worship as we practice the old religion which is always aligned to the seasons of the year and the ways of the people on the earth as we share in the bread and wine the ordinary things of the world which Christ makes special to us renewing our hearts and minds by allowing ourselves to be reminded of the love God has for us receiving God's wisdom to refresh us in living out the way of that love in our everyday lives. Here's a thought. This summer, why not spend time with the Bible's books of wisdom? Come, eat of my bread, says wisdom, and drink of the wine I have mixed. Lay aside immaturity and live, and walk in the way of insight.
let us pray. Living God, we come to you in this moment of pause over the widespread and unprecedented changes to the climate that are unequivocally the result of human actions. And we give thanks that wisdom has built her house at the heart of our human home to help us find a way through the challenges of this time. We particularly pray for those places where extreme weather is particularly worsening, where temperatures are rising and where storms, heat waves, droughts and floods increase and sea levels rise, and for a just and right response to these events, neighbour to neighbour, right across the world. We give thanks that we can find wisdom in the ways of the of the world's ancient indigenous people, among the world's poorest, and in the ways of nature itself, and alongside these, in our own traditions and ways, the wisdom of our traditions on the land and at home, as we celebrate that you give us all we need to survive and flourish within creation, help us always be open to receiving your wisdom, to refresh us in living out the way of your love in our everyday lives. Amen. In our prayers today, with the Anglican Communion, we pray for the Anglican Church of Southern Africa, the leadership of Archbishop Thabo Magoba, and for all God's people there. We pray for our charity this week, Christian Aid, in its work for climate justice with and for the world's poorest, and in particular praying for its Climate Justice Resilience Fund project, which is aiming to strengthen pastoralist communities' resilience to climate change in northern Kenya. In our own community, we pray for our shopkeepers and shop workers, serving the needs of locals and visitors alike in the challenging circumstances of our present time. We pray for those in ill health, Robert Hurd, Joan Robson, Jane Patton, Linda Baines, and for others who are on our hearts today. For those caring for them, that they may all know God's comfort, blessing, healing and peace. And we remember those who have died, amongst them Jesse Pettiford, Janet Clack and Kevin Nunn and ask a blessing on their families. May we all continue to live with a firm hope of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, you declare your almighty power most chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Mercifully grant to us such a measure of your grace that we, running the way of your commandments, may receive your gracious promises and be made partakers of your heavenly treasure. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord's Prayer Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O worship the King, all glorious above. blessing. God the Holy Trinity make you strong in faith and love, defend you on every side and guide you in truth and peace. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.